0: we opened up at a uh, coffee shop, this brand new coffee shop just opened. They decided to have a metal band. And when we went on, like kids were tearing the art off the walls and shit. Like, I think I broke up a fight, you know, in the middle. Um, I remember though, when uh, David and Chris would do their like ax swings and stuff, I just dipped down right on time, like (laughs) get down like this. And then once everybody saw that, man, it was just like an all out war. But I just remember having these two kids by the scratch of their neck, like, don't do it (laughs) they're just like okay 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 (laughs) you know dude that's uh, crazy what the fuck (laughs) yeah they never had a metal band play there again that was the (laughs) end that was the first and last time
1: Welcome to the 113th episode of the Cast That Ends Creation. I'm your host Chris Deering. This is the show where we interview bands and public figures from the mathcore, mathcore adjacent communities. If you like this, uh, if you like this, if like to subscribe for five bucks, you get access to the interviews before they hit uh, YouTube and other streaming services, as well as some uh, exclusive emotes. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff pocket and putting it into mine. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this in your car and have no idea what I'm talking about, the show is first shown live on Twitch, us every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash creation for the live cast. Uh, with all that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who you might know from a Black Rose Burial as well as a bunch of other projects. Welcome in, jo- Joel Ferry. How's it
0: going? Good, man. How are you doing?
1: Dude, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for coming down.
0: Uh, thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Uh, so give us a brief background on who you are. Um, where do I start? So I grew up in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> a Poor, um, a poor uh, black man, right? Isn't that what the, the joke is? East Oakland. Yeah, <laughs> I, try, I, tried, I tried to rap for the longest time, discovered that I was white at nine years old, started listening to metal, and then uh, went that route. <laughs> oh, really? You tried to rap and stuff? i did yeah for for okay. a minute i was uh <laughs> strongly inspired by busy bone and uh too short so oh shit that's awesome do you have like recordings of you rapping no the closest that we get is me doing a uh track on um, my buddy dan's uh um album i generous exile and he he does like an indie kind of rapping like uh com combo I, I would say but uh we did something back in 2007, I want to say, and I do a little rap there in the songs about zombies. It's called The Plate. This plate will end us all.
1: <laughs> That's fucking sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. You should try to inject that into your new stuff. Are we going to be getting rap coming sometime soon?
0: Um, I think the closest I'll get to spitting is I've been really trying to uh, get those like really fast paced screams that, you know, like, art's fired kind of stuff. So, so I gotcha. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what I can uh, manage. You know, I'm old now. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. You,
1: I don't think I don't think you're that old, man. Uh, but uh, so how did you get started in uh, music in general? What made you want to start making music?
0: Oh man, like I've had uh, uncles, you know, that were were just feeding me, you know, like glam rock, and and then I had another uncle that was strongly into anything that was like off the grid cannibal corpse like i started listening to corn i think when i was 10 and that kind of set it for me but we would go and we would watch headbangers ball um growing up when from like 10 till you know when it turned into 120 minutes we did that too and just watching all those bands man i was like i want to be up there i want to do that i actually started out uh playing bass okay so yeah um, I think it was the eighth grade I took my bass amp and I found a little karaoke mic and I had the songs in my head and I was just screaming in my garage and a uh, funny story my neighbor actually thought that I was having a nervous breakdown in the garage <laughs> so we called my dad at work and he's like hey you know uh, I think something's going on with Joel like he's just in the garage just screaming. Screaming his lungs out right now, you know. <laughs> I, I I banged on the garage to check on him to see if he was okay, you know. And he said, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just practicing." It's like, and he was just like practicing what. <laughs> 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 so <laughs>
1: that's awesome. And when did you start forming
0: bands? Um, I think the first one I actually formed that wasn't successful it was just a bunch of uh us kids you know getting together was was right. about eighth grade so i was about 14
1: okay and, and you, uh, you were into extreme metal at that point too i was yeah dang man that's pretty early for that already I, right. I remember <laughs> mine was like probably around ninth grade so i guess it's not too far off but uh oh yeah that's pretty sick man uh so what was your first successful band was it a black rose burial or were y'all were you on something else
0: Um, my senior year, I was in a band and it was like a a new metal band uh, because out in the Central Valley, you know, there was, you know, like I was trying to get into a black metal band at the time, but nobody was having it, you know, like, uh, everybody was all about Sepultura. They were about corn, They were about Slipknot all that. So I found a band and we, I joined it and it was, uh, members like they were like 35, and under and i was i was there 18 you know so at, at bar shows i had to stand outside you know until my set and everything but that's that band was called icon so that was the first band that i really started playing shows with played a couple shows like my freshman year with uh with bands but it was nothing big like this you know we were getting booked like we recorded an ep and everything so oh. i would say that one was the first successful one after that was what a was black the name? girl so uh, they are called Icon, so it's E oh, Y okay. E C O N. Yeah. E Y E C O N. Yeah.
1: Is there music online?
0: Oh man, good luck finding it.
1: <laughs> well, <I'm
0: gonna laughs> there be, used to be.
1: I'm gonna dig, man. I'm gonna see if we can find some of this. Stuff. You
0: should. <laughs> uh, so then, I guess next came uh, Black Rose Burial. Um, in between that, actually, at the same time, I joined a band um, based out of here, the South Bay, called Beneath a Bleeding Sky. I never played any shows with them, but I did record their second EP with them, and that's called Convulsion Hymns. You can find that on YouTube.
1: Oh, okay. A bleeding sky. You know, I'm writing these down because I'm definitely uh, gonna see if I can. Um, but yeah, so uh, how did you end up getting into a Black Rose Burial, and uh, yeah, starting to become successful?
0: I did it the old school way, man. I uh, printed out a bunch of flyers with the numbers at the bottom. Did the, uh, the did the cut thing. Take take a tab. Um, I went to the local record stores around here, which is Rasputin's. I was actually living out in Hayward at the time, which is uh, probably about forty-five miles east of San Francisco. Uh, I'm not. I'm not very up on my geography right now, unless I have a map that shows me exactly where it is. But yeah, uh, sure. I went to, I want to say like four different locations back when they had like CD stores over there, there was like tower records. I went to the mall, put it on the pins there, you know, and our bassist uh, came by and he, he's, he took one and I got a call like probably a week later from uh, Chris, the guitarist. And uh, we were, probably we were talking for a good like two and a half hours and i was like yeah i'm gonna check it out you know at that time i was in a beneath the bleeding sky too so i was like trying to juggle the two i was like well this band you know like i'm just going into it you know out of nowhere and this other band i'm already recording an ep with zach oren you know so i was just like i think i'm gonna stick with beneath the bleeding sky and then they ended up getting their old singer back you know and just were like you know what you know we don't i mean they're all good friends of mine now but at that time they were just kind of like oh you know develop friendship and stuff you're a cool guy but we've known this guy forever he's been in the band with us i was like that's cool man i still love black Rose, you know and we we that's kind of rough it.
1: man like you record an ep with them and stuff you like prove you're the more stable uh member or whatever and then they're just like "Ah, eh, you know what we're gonna get the old guy back in
0: I didn't blame him, man. I was a little awkward then, too, <laughs> actually, you know. Okay. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So I was like this new guy jumping in, you know. And I mean, they had full respect, you know, and, and loved what I did. But, you know, sometimes Bond.
1: No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Probably more like brothers or whatever at that point.
0: Exactly.
1: So you were the guy
0: that put together a Black Rose burial. So, like. No. You weren't. No. So. I was the one that gave the name they were they were before they were black rose old, they were a new metal band um, kind of like maybe like on the verge of new metal um, little I, I trying to say like kind of chill like deftones ish mixed with you know some more new metal aspects called flesh hole and then they actually um, took on the name they started they met Chris. Um, the guitarist and then they took on the name depths of depression taken from uh adamantiums from the death from the depths of depression hmm. and then once i joined i brought in the keyboards and the name of black rose barrel so what so, was up
1: with the flyers and stuff then you said you went around posting flyers and stuff for it
0: um oh yeah the flyers for a vocalist seeking band
1: Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. That makes so yeah, much yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just put all my list of influences. So I started with at the gates. Like the red cord was a new thing. I already had them on there. The number twelve was a new thing back then. You know, I had all that. Like I had a huge list of influences, and I just you know, People were like, hey, I really like your influences, man. Not a lot of people know those bands yet, and uh, nice. That's that's all I I was delving into at the time. So. Okay. okay.
1: Was, uh, so did you have an influence on like actually writing the music or was that all like the
0: guitars? Oh no, definitely. Uh, the keyboards, like once the keyboards came in, that was all me. Okay. So, but um Chris was he was the main writer, I would say. Him and George, the drummer, they wrote most of the music. I just kind of put my own twist to it. And, you know, I, I had an intro and stuff like so. Basically, we wrote off an intro, like. A Belfarara started off originally with me with a Casio keyboard. And I hit uh La Cucaracha in the song bank. <laughs> and we were just kind of fucking around, like laughing and stuff. Like, and then uh instead of my 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 scream like that, yeah, you know, I just went his oh! <laughs> head. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. But just right after La Cucaracha, you know, like Chris just came up that duh, 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 just like going crazy on the guitar and that's how that was formed, and it was pretty funny though. We we had that going for a while. We never used it live though,
1: but mm-hmm. we were going
0: to. Yeah, it would have been a pretty funny thing starting it with a Casio song bank song, you know?
1: Right, right. That sounds <laughs> sounds like gold, man. <laughs> right. Uh, there's like a ton of different styles in a Black Rose Burial. Everything from like really heavy deathcore sounds to almost like traditional metal metal riffs, even like right. How do you have how do, y- how do y'all have so many different different influences like coming together and it doesn't sound like a complete mess? Because I I know other bands are like jumping around like between the Barry and me had a lot of like the really fast and really light types of types of sounds going on right big right contra- right contrast. So I know bands are doing it, but you do it to a much higher degree. I would say like a lot more often. So like awesome. how do you how did y'all think to do that and make it actually work?
0: Jazz timing and pauses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, those pauses, man, they save you, especially with the video, like with the with the movie excerpts in there. You know, it's like that's that gives you enough transition, so it makes it it makes it sporadic, but it also has a good flow to it. You know,
1: right, right. It's uh, kind of like a bunch of things happening all at the same time.
0: Right, and George is such a good drummer, man. Like you know, he always had these like little fills that it didn't matter if you were gonna go into like a. Just a really melodic riff, or just a straight, like chaotic, you know, back and forth, sporadic, all over the place, like jazzy, you know, off time stuff.
1: Okay. So So, it was just something that just came natural to you guys to like, exactly, yeah, stuff together.
0: I just went, I just went along with on the ride, man. Like, I went for the ride with, you know, like, I just okay, what if I do this? What if I do this? Chris actually had like a little tape recorder at that time and he would only record probably about 15 seconds of a song, like parts that we wrote and we'd have like 15 seconds worth. I asked him to record it for me too. So he, I'd go back to his place. He had that dual recorder and then uh, I'd take that home and I'd write the lyrics just for that part and practice it over and over, like until I got it down. Thinking about that, I need to get back on that fucking method. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I had my all my songs, like brand new songs. Once we played them, I had to memorize. There was no going back, you know. Like it's like, oh, I've been singing this, this, you know, this paragraph for so long that uh, once I'm on to the next one at next practice. Okay, I got this one down. I'll go into the next one, so I don't have to remember and the be like, oh fuck, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know. so <laughs>
1: I got you, man. So uh, you dropped an Awakening of Revenants in 2005. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Okay. Awesome. November man. 2005, I believe. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. Uh, we got the cover for the EP up on the up on screen. I just want to ask you, what was the thought process going into this? It seems like it's it's not there's not a lot of like actual shapes and stuff. Like I see like a zombie and another zombie head, but the, everything else is kind of abstract.
0: So what was the idea for the cover of the EP? You you know what? Like um a lot of our influence was from 80s Italian horror and our basis our basis and drummer, their twins especially, they were all about you know, all those movies and introduced me to a lot of them. And I was just like, Okay, so what can I do to make this like give give that aesthetic, but also give like the like metal core aesthetic to it a little bit so i wasn't cool enough to use photoshop i didn't know how so i used the microsoft thing so i would just take um word and put filters on it and okay. i just came up and i just showed it to i was like look look what i did you know and they were like oh that's cool <laughs> so so you made like, this okay. then yeah
1: dude it's not bad yeah, at was all me. actually I,
0: yeah, I took a picture though. You know, I stole a picture, I downloaded it and then I just put my own twist on it. I think uh in the background it says really faintly a blood draw map will guide their way, which is uh <laughs> one of yeah. the lines from a uh, Bill Forara, So
1: Okay, oh no, yeah, I can kind of see it now that uh now you- right. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh So do you ever go like on tour and stuff like that? I'm not sure how big a Black Rose Burial actually was. I just remember hearing your name.
0: I want to say like the biggest like we didn't really tour. No, we. I think we did a three day thing with Sender Receiver back in the day, and that started. I want to say Concord, and then Danville, and then San Jose so it was like you know it was all within really close driving distance to us okay like we never hit la or anything like that we were wanted there but we never did it
1: so how do you explain people knowing like your name and stuff then i guess it's all MySpace, like all just the power of the internet or whatever like a lot of people know who you
0: you guys are so like how do you think that it spreads so much I have no idea, man. I know that we had one of those like robo filter things that added fans for us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you we had one of the robots. Cheated.
1: I got you. Dude, I did that so back in the day cheated. too. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> but um, just the reactions and stuff like friends telling friends. I remember back in the day, like looking at a video of uh, some kids in Guam covering uh, the epidemic
1: shut up really
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and i was just like this is crazy so i came up on this i actually um screen capped it today and i i just laughed because it was uh the um let me see if i can find it real quick i'm sorry i'm not familiar i've had i've had android for years so having an ios is like really weird for me
1: (laughs) yeah i got you man
0: even though I am an Apple employee, it's you know, it's like took me a minute to get on there. There we go. So let me see if you can see this. So I'm going to turn up the brightness real quick. Maybe the brightness is too high. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. very bright. Anyway, it says <laughs> I, I looked for a Black Rose because I was trying to find the logo for you, right? And it says Internet Slang Chat Taxing and Subculture, ABRB means a black rose burial and i was like what the fuck dude, dude that's
1: is that's so sick <laughs> uh casper xyz or xyx in chat says joel it's casey hope you're doing well and i'll hopefully see you soon oh definitely man good to see you casey
0: thanks for tuning
1: in bro um so you never really saw success then as a black rose burial it was like just a, uh you didn't realize like how big you actually were getting
0: Right. We started getting offers. I want to say like mid 2006, you know, and they were pretty serious off- offers We had, um, we had a uh, new weatherman, which, uh, had just signed heavy, heavy, low, low. And, um, that was Nick Storch of the agency group. So like we, we were, you know, talking to him for a while it, to be an imprint of a uh, ferret records oh, and, shoot. uh, I think like a few months later he signed Foxy too. But so he what had happened then?
1: What happened if y'all were like getting there?
0: Um, you know, like having twins in the band and stuff. Like they're, you know, like they're very cautious. You know, and if the ratios, you know, it, it was a four piece. So if it's I didn't realize you had two, twins. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, crazy. Uh, the drummer and the bassist.
1: Really, that's insane. Okay. Yeah.
0: So if nothing's on paper for them, they don't want to take the risk, which I I can kind of understand, you know, because they were like, okay, well, this is, you know, something that could bring us into the future. But at that time, man, like bands were hitting so hard, like, and Nick Storch was booking, you know, Sounds of the Underground, had the Black Dahlia Murder, had uh, All Shall Perish, you know, like all these bands on there and, uh who else all that remains just all these bands hitting these like summer festivals and stuff and he's like this is where i want to get you guys and they wanted to see the paperwork you know they were like if i'm going to sign something i want to see what i want to see the stipulations yeah so they were very cautious and then uh, after that time like nick Nick was like you know i don't have time and like you're either in or you're out it's like
1: that sucks dude yeah are y'all like still friends
0: Oh, yeah. No, they're they're my brothers through and through. I love them all. So... But you wish that they had, like, just, you know, signed
1: whatever contract and uh, moved on? Then at not. the time,
0: yeah. I was ready to go. You know? You know, um, the other one we had was uh, Century Media. Really? So, yeah. Man, y'all had prospects then. Shit. Oh, yes. It was, yeah. It was Century, and then I think we got one from mega force which we were almost gonna ride on because they brought us like they gave us the packet and stuff like that and uh life force as well life force was on it too for a minute
1: god damn yeah well uh so it just fell apart
0: then or how did y'all split um i think you know like it was we i think our last couple shows were actually like battle of the bands things stuff and we had won the first one. And that had been our first time back in like a year and a half. And then after the second one, you know, and we were writing, we were still writing, but we were getting together less and less, you know, and um, Chris actually was, had to move, you know, so he had to move far away. And at the time, you know, like he didn't have, you know, the financial means to keep him out here in the Bay Area. And that's the so,
1: guitarist, right? yeah okay
0: and the twins and i we i mean we tried to find a guitarist to to fill his place but at that time and like nobody was playing like him you know Mm. and we kind of just you know settled on that and and just uh called it after a while even now you know we have offers like i have offers like guitarists offering to play like a reunion in I was just like, I don't know if I want to do it. I mean, th- I know everybody, that would be very you know, weird. nowadays, nowadays, like they could, they know the, the Black Rose Barrel songs, you know, they could, they could probably play them, you know, like guitarists nowadays are like freaking beyond. <laughs> like, right.
1: But I mean, so, not having like the actual like player or whatever, members. Kind of yeah. yeah. Especially because yeah. uh, he seems like he'd be like a super important mem- part of the band or whatever, you know? Oh, definitely, man. Yeah. yeah. He
0: wrote, you know, majority well, if not all, like a majority of the songs, so... Right. um, So, y'all just... Y'all didn't even play that many shows in, like, period. We played a lot of shows, I mean, in San Jose. Like, yeah, we were getting booked, like, midweek and weekends, you know? Like, we were probably playing probably about six times a month. Really?
1: Okay. Yeah. But all locally,
0: then? Yeah, all locally.
1: Okay, that's I mean, we had, like... yeah. Like, y'all were able to blow up, I guess, on, on MySpace or whatever and get these offers from, like, central Media and shit. That's crazy. That Like, that doesn't happen right. nowadays. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> no, MySpace was a good tool for, uh, for Scout. Like, also for, you know, for the record companies, too, the Scout. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go through the work of sending out your, you know, your little package and shit that you used to have like I remember we had like little envelopes like sending out the metal blade, sending out the eulogy sending them out the ferret you know and then myspace pops up and it's just like oh we don't have to do shit they're hitting us up <laughs>
1: so. Uh, <laughs> so it seemed like you just kind of stopped do- making music for a while then
0: yeah I mean me like I was super dedicated to like, I, uh, you know, like I said, I started at a young age and I was like, I need to do it. I need to do it. It's a good output, you know? So I would search and search um, to find something. Finally I met uh, Dave who is, you know, like, he's like a little brother to me, you know, my best friend. And uh, he was like, I'll work with you. And he's like trained kind of like, Sepultura death style guitar and stuff and I was like no we're we're continuing uh what we would have done in a Black Rose burial but we're giving it a different concept and I need you to play like I need you to do jazz timing I'm gonna start humming shit out and you're gonna start doing it and he was like okay you know <laughs> so it was like a lot of arguments you know like a lot of a lot of um, anguish and, and frustration you know but he's come up so much so that's how the spirit projection was formed and I was just like hey I got the name um I think at that time I was calling it the spirit projections and uh the uh the term related to uh silent film and residual hauntings okay so all of it is about you know um I grew up with a lot of crazy shit happening, like paranormal, you know, type that really? stuff I can't stuff that I can't explain, you know, a lot of things happening. And I was in an area where there was a lot, like it, it was pretty much a, uh, like a, a lay line. I want to say for okay. activity.
1: Give me an example.
0: Um. Okay. Crazy story. Oh, there's a couple crazy ones. Uh, so we have a, a uh, canyon like a little road that you drive through a lot of people died through there you know and um a lot of people like get weird feelings there but I remember I was driving through there and I just felt off you know because I feel you know my my uh, great-grandmother was actually clairvoyant so okay um I I was just having this feeling you know like this off feeling like all right something's either following me or something's and I'm driving alone it's at night and I think I was like, blasting still remains. <laughs> like, and I'm on this road, man. And I'm just like, okay, the air is getting cold now. Shit's like getting crazy, you know? And I'm just like, okay. I start like, I start, like tensing up and stuff. And then I just feel like something just kind of like stroked the back of my head, like really slowly. I'm just like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> but then again, here comes the 20 mile turn and I'm going 40. And, like, people have, like, crashed into that, you know, trestle, you know, so many people. So I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Ease off, you know, like, get out of there. Um, another time was driving to and from San Jose or from, uh, from Union City or Hayward, where I was at. So Niles is actually originally the first Hollywood.
1: Okay. So
0: Charlie Chaplin recorded. Uh, he did film out here. You know, it, I think it was probably... Uh, no, I think he made it to Hollywood, but it was the first American location he filmed in. Okay. And there's like this, it's a little quaint, cute little town and stuff though, but it just gives you, it gives you feels, man, like like weird, like off vibes. It, but I mean, I love it because I'm kind of like a sucker for that shit. So. But uh, I remember driving home back from practice and I swear I saw this dude just like, just sprinting to get across the street and uh, like it's a distance away but like midway through he's gone
1: what the fuck that's crazy yeah
0: yeah so shit like that, and like, and we actually had a home in Niles for a little bit. And I remember bringing this girl over, like telling her like all this shit, like I'll see shit out of the corner of my eye, you know, doors will open, doors will shut. This is in the middle of summer, no wind at all. All the windows are closed anyway. We don't have AC. We just have like fans blowing, but like my door, the way that, that the hall is faced, like it's, it's really old built. So, you know, you didn't get a lot of good ventilation, you know, or like good, like wind flow right and she's just like calling me out like and talking shit like you know what you're full of shit you know like super skeptical and she's standing right in front of my door and then my door just fucking slams right behind her
1: what that's crazy dude what the fuck
0: yeah (laughs) there's i I got a ton of them man but anyway though so i'm taking like once you once you read the lyrics that I'll that i'll have for the spirit projection like It'll it'll become you know like every song is a story that either happened to me or either happened to somebody in my family or a friend of mine, pretty much you know. And, okay. and I just taken that concept, but I'm not making it specific about them. I'm still telling a story like I did with a Black Rose Burial. You know, I mean, an Awakening of Revenance is pretty much about like bigotry, <laughs> you know. So, and and stupid people breeding. <laughs> So.
1: <laughs> okay Okay.
0: Well, uh, so you started
1: um, The sphere Projection in 2014 Is that right? Yeah And uh, it's been like seven years We've only gotten one song What's up, man?
0: I know, dude Like, it's just the, the guitarist and I Writing right now We finally have uh, the drummer for Asleep on the forest floor And then my buddy Dan From Beneath the Bleeding Sky yeah, um, Jumped in on bass uh, Right now damien is still in his sleep and he's doing other stuff too so i don't want to overwhelm him i recently hit up dj uh from return from exile and asked him if he could uh do do a drum track for me you know like okay even like program a drum track give me the beats give me give me the uh tempo and everything and and the click track for damien to learn so I'm hoping that we jump up on another single, like a well-produced single here in about two to three months.
1: Okay, sweet. Sounds great, man. So, like, no plans to do, like, an EP or an album or anything? That's, like, oh, no, I do
0: have an EP. Model. Like, that's the whole idea. Like, I already have all the uh, instrumental tracks done. They're okay. very creepy. Like, they just have, like, really, like, creepy vibes. Like, think about, like, I, I don't know, just, like, haunting, like, phonograph players stuff stuff like that
1: so okay but you don't have anything like scheduled to like record for like that album like, no, it still, like no. it's not like happening next year or anything like that it'd be like a while off yeah exactly
0: okay i
1: got you
0: man would um, you mind give me a second i'm sorry yeah you're good I gotta move the kid real quick sorry about okay, that i'll okay. be right back. all right i'm back sorry about that <laughs> it's
1: all good man it's all good man uh My so <laughs> you're you're a father now
0: right yes uh, how many kids do you have? Just one? Just one. Okay. Yeah. How How old are they? She's uh, five. She's going to be six in February. We got our first Disneyland trip coming up. Ooh, nice, man. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> I bet you're excited as shit, huh? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think I'm more excited for her than myself, you know.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. be uh, excited yeah. <laughs> to see your reaction to everything. That's awesome. Man. Right. So wax vessel uh reissued a black rose burials uh um a uh, awakening of Revenants been like twenty twenty is that right yeah how, how, to, how did how did that come about
0: oh uh i was i was hit up by by them you know directly and then I had to talk to the twins I had to talk to chris you know it it took a long time to like actually get everything established to get that release out you know where it comes to like the mage variant or the, uh, the wax variants and everything like that. But no, they, they hit me up and I want to say, honestly, the reason that happened was probably thanks to uh, Lennon O'Donnell from Venetia Fatalities. Is that, is that, am I saying that right? I don't no You're like, you. <laughs> okay. So great band, like Myspace, Deathcore based. Um, he had me featured, like this was the first, this was the first thing that happened. Like, he, he hit me up and he was like, I want to feature you on a song. Are you down? I said, yeah. Um, I, I thought recorded. that that's,
1: that was the case because that band kept popping up when I was looking up your name across things. I was like, what the heck is this? And I finally found out that you did a track with him.
0: Right, right. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, man, like I did that track through my cell phone. Actually, the spirit projection recording <coughs> was through cell phones.
1: Oh, I, I believe that because it's pretty rough.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that was just like our, or 2020, like, you know what? We ain't got shit else to do. Let's, let's make this happen. Right. You know, show people what we're working on. Let's not give a fuck how hard, like how hard and beat up it sounds, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I want to say Lennon though, like having me on that track, uh, really like spike things because a month later I was getting hit up by wax vessel, you know, and they, and they, um, I think it was Ryan, Peter, uh, when he was with wax vessel at the time, you know, he hit me up and he was just like, Hey, is there any way I could get a copy of your, your EP? You know? And I was like, well, we never really put anything out except for like press copies and stuff. Um, And Chris had all those and I'm pretty sure most of them got sent out. So I burned him one of our, you know, like of our master takes. And uh, I think we all like the twins and I signed it because at that time I didn't you know want to send it out to Chris out to reading you know and be like hey you know you want to sign this and then send it I was just like you're only getting three of us you know just take it (laughs)
1: so So were you surprised that they like even knew about a black rose burial or or were you surprised that they came up to you asking for a reissue
0: I think I thought it was awesome I was just like I mean I was you know I wasn't surprised because I know like kids have been like begging for a physical release for a long time. And I even told everybody, you know, like, is there anywhere where I could buy your CD or, you know, buy this, or just like dude, just pirate it, you know, take it. It's online. Just, just download it. Like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Why didn't y'all make CDs like back in the day? At that point, we had released everything and everybody was torrenting it anyway. We were just like, let's just call it, let's just call it an internet release. Let's call it a digital release and, you know, not charge and just let them have it, you know, and let's work on a full length. Okay. And that was our mindset. And we did, uh, we did end up, uh, making two more songs after an awakening. Are uh, they recorded anywhere? Shame? No, not really. Just like maybe an old, uh, an old digital recorder somewhere but okay, okay yeah
1: so uh well what's it feel like to know that people are still like you know trying to like get your music out there like it, it doesn't feel weird to you at all that like people give a shit like uh what is it now 14 years in the future right
0: it's like going on 16 right like si- something no, like that going on going on 17 The long fucking time oh, it's man. about 16, 16 last month I think a long time yes. dude
1: and people still care about it that's fucking crazy
0: I know it's uh I want to say it's like awing and humbling you know
1: right honestly, like it's actually like affected people's lives and shit that, that's insane man
0: right exactly
1: to me that's making it you know what I mean
0: oh yeah yeah definitely man like you know I know that uh, an awakening will always like carry this legacy and uh, I was just like okay you know but there, there were other bands putting out like full lengths, you know. We just put out like, <laughs> this EP. Like, I get sick of hearing it, you know. Like, you want to, you know, I mean, all honestly, though, if uh, Dead Redwoods or, you know, the Sphere Projection, if they were just like, let's cover Black Rosario, I'll be like on it because I just played with Moria um, in Dead Redwoods. And uh, that was a hell of a show. Right. So, I kind of I remember seeing
1: their name back in the day. I don't think I ever actually listened to it
0: great band great band uh they're santa cruz based uh pretty much like as hard as as hard as you can go like i would like to call them like definitely like early like bay area deathcore. you know okay okay i remember i
1: saw their album in a virgin mega store in florida one time when i was in disney world yeah i was like that's crazy This because i just remember seeing them from uh myspace oh yeah that's pretty cool um, so yeah, speaking of other bands, you're in you're in a Dead Redwoods. How how's all that going?
0: Oh man, that is an all-star cast. It's uh it's basically Bryce is the mastermind. Um he's uh previously of the Soothing Sound of Flight. Okay, along with uh, John, the other guitarist. And then we also have Joe from Wrath. Oh um, playing I remember drums them. right now. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, they were fucking sick, dude. I really loved uh, love their albums. That's fucking great.
0: Oh yeah, dude. The, he, he's he's phenomenal. They're all phenomenal. We also have a uh, Tracy Libri. She she was in a band called Ark in Existence. She's in another band called Devils in a Detailed, and she's she's just all over the place. Like she knows everybody. Any like any like I'm, I'm talking about like Weinberg status. Like you know mu- musicians. You know she knows them pretty okay. much. Yeah. So in just a overall, just super talented bassist. So I
1: saw you um, had uh some st- ones that y'all just performed in the studio. Do you have like real professional recordings out there or is
0: mm, no, no. We had Cody Fuentes of Spike um do those recordings uh in, in their studio at Rapture. And uh that's what we have so far. I cannot wait to actually <laughs> Do some recordings with Dead Redwoods because that shit's gonna slap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is it like on the um on the schedule or anything like that for you guys? It is on the
0: schedule. Yeah there there should there should be releases uh, definitely uh, 2022.
1: Okay, dope. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. So that's like the main band for you right now is Dead Redwoods.
0: Dead Redwoods and the Spirit Projection is my baby. So I'm I'm pushing you know as okay. well.
1: Yeah, I
0: got you, man. Uh you're also in another one, uh Sunday
1: School Mascot. Uh how did this come about? I see you're you're doing vocals over uh, material written by someone in Houston?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um my buddy I've, I've known him for a long time like you know he said uh, he's known of black rose and everything we were talking for a long time about putting music together and stuff and he's just really into the uh, tech grind and you know just just grind in general it, like pretty much everything like you you name it anything spastic and actually those were his drum tracks on that spirit projection recording oh okay yeah so he basically records everything and i put vocals to it and uh we're due to release a full length in 2022 Oh, once, shit. He's okay. done with the, once he's done with the music i'll set up the appointment to uh do vocals and we're on
1: oh yeah man it seems like
0: 2022 is going to
1: be a, a big year for you
0: i'm hoping so man
1: <laughs> uh are, so again real quick to for dead redwoods are y'all planning on doing tours and stuff like that or is this more of like a uh just when you have time kind of project
0: It started like, okay, it was Bryce's baby. Like he had these songs and he needed to get them out. And he just wanted to do it like a, like kind of like an audio tree kind of thing, you know, with it, which we did at Rapture. And it ended up being like, Oh, so we're getting this show off or do you guys want to play it? And we're like, fuck yeah. You know? And then I remember us playing a show back in um, uh, July and He was like, "Yeah, this might be our last show. This might be it for us." Blah blah. Depending on which route you guys want to go, I don't want to keep you guys too long. Like, it's like you don't want to fucking keep us, man. We're all about this shit. Let's go, let's go, let's keep going, you know. And um, Joel of Pinup just saw us, and he was just like, "Yeah, they they got to keep going." So now we're just getting more and more offers. And uh, yeah, it it started as a disposable thing, kind of. Or, or a, a thing that Bryce wanted to keep together as a sole member. But if any of us wanted to dip, like we could have we left, you know. But none of us seem to like, or everybody, one of us is pretty reluctant to leave. <laughs> like, we're just like, no, no, I'm liking this. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny, like about the uh, evolution of what's going on with us right now.
1: So y'all are we're, taking it pretty seriously then, like we're all in, yeah. Okay, awesome, We're definitely man. all in. That's good to hear, dude. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah. You were also you did a, I believe it's just an or asleep on the forest floor, right?
0: Um, I did actually just one song. We oh, just one song. song. Okay, yeah. So basically we wanted to put out like the sound that we were doing at the time, right before our Sulfur show, because that was our first national act show coming back after COVID. Mm. And uh, we were just like, let's promote the shit out of this. Let's put out a single, you know, let's do all this other stuff. And we, we made it happen. You know, I got stickers made, we got shirts made and we just, you know, tried to try to make sure that we were looking more professional <laughs> than we were in the past. I got so you.
1: and so you ended up leaving that band uh just a couple months ago, right?
0: Um yeah, it was it was like a, a mutual thing, you know, like uh our drummer Damien, he had hit me up and he was just like, you know, I know that you and Dave are on a certain route, you know, and Travis, the other guitarist and, and him were are on another route, you know. And he's like due to creative differences, you know, I just kind of Think you know he, but he also said he feels really bad, so he wanted to play drums for the spirit rejection. I'm like, well, drummers are hardest help to find out here, so I'll take advantage of that. Yeah, you're in.
1: Hell yeah, man! You know, That's but
0: good. we're all friends. We all love each other. You know, we we built a bond. So I was just like, yeah, you know, if you want to go in a different direction, I completely respect that. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, I gotta ask you, what's up with you
1: and uh, bands that uh, have names about plants? So you have a black rose burial, dead redwoods, asleep on the forest floor, you ever notice that? Is that like a... You know uh, what? That now that here? you're
0: bringing it to light, like <laughs> I was pretty, I thought it was pretty funny that um, Bryce had named Dead Redwoods, you know, like especially after I was in asleep on the forest floor. <laughs> you know, the rose thing, I didn't think back to, but I was just like, you know, now that you mention it, <laughs> it's pretty funny, man. Yeah, no, Dead Redwoods, I was just like, oh, okay, it's another woodsy band. This should be fun for my artists. Let's see. <laughs> Uh,
1: so we got a random question here. to ask everybody, what do you put on your hot dogs?
0: Um, mustard, cheddar cheese, and dill relish.
1: Okay. Interesting combination. Uh, I wouldn't expect the cheddar cheese with the other ones, but hey, uh, I'm, I'm done with some cheese. Yeah. Right. You can't pass. <laughs> up <cheese. laughs> right. Uh, so moving on to shows, what's the best show you've played?
0: Let's see. Um recently was the the actually there were like two of them, but the best show I played with a black rose barrel I remember was at Makla with the infamous Jesus is a cunt shirt like photo that you know that I'm all over. So you'll you'll see it. Google Google Black Rose Verial, you'll see me like hunched over like in the back of my shirt is the cradle fell shirt jesus is a cunt and i remember that the people uh, putting on that show are like strong christians and they were like the biggest bookers back in that time and they took on another venue and they were like dude just do us a favor don't wear that shirt ever again like <laughs> you know it really offended like the the main guy <laughs> everything i was like my bad dude so the next time i wore that shirt with a central catholic high school shirt over it <laughs> so so that was that was pretty funny yeah i was like i, I think i wore that shirt and then i i, I think i changed into my carcass shirt after but
1: <laughs> yeah uh, but it was a still lot of under like, the shirt there's a lot of people or churches booking like the christian metalcore bands or whatever so right. I, I guess you were just joining in on some of those shows then
0: yeah well yeah no they were just they were booking everything dude like uh, the first time i saw through the eyes of the dead was through their production company or their their you know their their booking company so
1: okay.
0: it was yeah it was crazy man they got all kinds of stuff like they got us uh, on with Psyopus probably like two times i think oh nice man yeah
1: that must have been crazy to see him live
0: oh yeah dude like i never saw them with their uh with their last singer but both the time or three times or four times four times we played with them it was all with augie you know in the original lineup of the tony danza tap dance extravaganza and those became like our homies like we were just like anytime they were in town you know we'd end up getting booked with them
1: is that why on the ep uh, one of the songs uh, references tony danza
0: no, that was just okay. all like uh, us thinking, you know, like okay, well, we're gonna just like do, you know, references, like. And I just thought it it was funny Tony Danza versus uh, Growing Pains, but instead I said Growing Pains, you know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do a dad joke. You know? <laughs> <laughs> dude, dad jokes are awesome. Fifteen years man. before even being a dad, or, <laughs> or or ten years, I should say.
1: <laughs> uh, dude, that's the best kind of humor, though, man.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> What would you say your worst show is? Oh man, my worst show was probably our very first, the very first show I played with them, with the Black Rose. Like we played at this place called the Gaslighter, and we actually got Animosity to headline. Oh damn! And I was all hopped up on Red Lines. Remember those? <laughs> okay. Those, those those energy drinks. Dude, they still exist, man but I drank like three of them and I got the cop mouth like crazy. And I'm just like, you know, like, like pretty much like fucking Beavis, you know, like on a sugar rush, like up on stage. And like George lost one of the drumsticks. I threw it out at the crowd. I ended up hitting this poor person, you know, like, and everybody's (laughs) like, everybody just like, that was the first show that I've ever seen. Some people just start walking out. (laughs) And that was our very first show, but they didn't give up on me. So but after that, I, I, you know, I did my own self-disciplining and I was just like, yeah, that shit ain't ever going to happen again.
1: Right, right. No, no and, more uh, and, uh, red lines. No more red lines.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about your weirdest show? Weirdest show? I wouldn't really say it's weird because everybody was doing this at this time. But, like, you know, when, when you know, the group uh, photo op thing, that the Mm -hmm. the bands do at the end you know where they're all like teamed up together um will sing a sender receiver like completely butt naked you know like in the in the shot like out of nowhere, like fucking ninjas just like i turn around and max is like completely fucking naked like standing right behind me i'm like how'd you do that (laughs) (laughs) that quickly man like you know i don't think we've ever gotten any like Weirdness. We got some craziness. I remember we played like a pretty chaotic show in Salinas at, at a in a tiny living room and uh, Chris got spin kicked and he got his head stopped like smashed into his face. Shit. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> um yeah i think it was more like brutal shows we we opened up at a uh, coffee shop this brand new coffee shop just opened they decided to have a metal band and when we went on like kids were tearing the art off the walls and shit like Holy i think f- i broke up a fight you know in the middle um i remember though when uh, david and chris would do their like axe swings and stuff i just dipped down right on time like <laughs> get down like this and then once everybody saw that, man, it was just like an all-out war. But I just remember having these two kids by the scruff of their neck like, don't do it! they are just like, okay, okay, okay. You know? Dude, but, that's uh, crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, they never had a metal band play there again. That was the <laughs> end. That was the first and last time.
1: I don't know if I've ever hundreds. heard of a coffee shop putting a metal band up on That's fucking It's hilarious. such a
0: sweet name, too, man. Called the Cherry Bean. I mean, how are you going to wreck a place called the Cherry Bean? Come on. <laughs>
1: Dude, what the fuck? that's so wild
0: <laughs> those poor owners dude like i felt so bad they're like yeah we're never having like you know they i think they did like folk bands and stuff after that yeah once they replaced like the thousands of dollars of damage we're just like and this like they don't serve alcohol there you just got all these kids hopped up on caffeine yeah, i was gonna going say they got all the caffeine man they, they just gotta <laughs>
1: let it off right
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> So, uh, what's your album of the year so far? I guess we're at the end of the year. So, yeah, just album of the year.
0: Um, it was a close race, man. It was between Devil's Soul Soul, Loss, and Mole, um, Diorama. And I got to say, Mole took it.
1: I got to say, I'm not familiar with either of those.
0: Okay, so I want to say, like, Devil's Soul to Soul is pretty much, like, on the verge of post rock, those like really like ethereal, like uh, uh, atmospheric kind of like you know guitars and stuff like that. Kinda like shoegaze. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but also hardcore. Okay. Or metalcore. Yeah, metalcore. Yeah, definitely with the metalcore vocals and everything like that. And uh, mole is basically taking death Heaven's place as like black gays contenders and uh but they're just doing like the way that they do it is just beautiful like every song you know and it they're all catchy too you know They just
1: sing that you didn't mention any like math core bands or anything i kind of figured that'd be uh well aside from your album yours is
0: up there man like i probably have about 80 albums but you're you're definitely up there i think i have it on my list right now actually i
1: appreciate that man
0: (laughs) (laughs) always a fan man like i think uh fuck i'm trying to remember i think it was the two albums ago i got i got your uh yours was probably the third vinyl i've ever purchased
1: oh shit man that's awesome dude. yeah i appreciate the first that. one i got
0: was a black rose barrels so <laughs>
1: okay okay <laughs> yeah. good time to start a record collection i like it yeah <laughs> well uh that's about all i had to talk about had anything else you wanted to bring up um uh,
0: not, not nothing nothing that i can really think of oh i will say that uh what was it? Another album? Like, the, there's other ones where, like, the mathcore ones too. Running close is uh pupil slicers. Right, dude. They're they're yeah. so
1: good. They're freaking great, man. Kate's yeah, awesome. pupil
0: slicer got me, dude. Like, that shit's just fucking amazing. But there's a lot of mathcore bands that actually, you know, hate the list too. I'm pretty sure I got like 120, and I don't even do top anymore. I'm like albums that I fucked with this year. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a nice, easy way to say it rather than uh, trying to like come up with who's better than who. I like that.
0: Right, exactly. And I don't put them in any like general order either. I'm just like I listen to this more than once, this more than once, this more than once, and I would definitely listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got you, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, so you're in the Spear Projection, Dead Redwoods, and Sunday School Mascot. Those are your current projects, right? You don't have anything else. No. All righty. Uh, so, all those are on Facebook, Bandcamp. Um, they all have like Instagrams and stuff? um Yes,
0: actually. Okay, yeah.
1: sick. sick. And uh, I imagine you have things out on Spotify right now. I imagine Sunday School Mascot is, right? Sunday
0: School Mascot, I think, is only on Bandcamp, but uh, Dead Redwoods do have the live recordings. Oh, you do? Okay. Up on Spotify now? Yeah. Okay. Um, nothing from the spirit projection yet i'm waiting for us to actually put out that (laughs) well-produced single yeah
1: okay okay sick
0: um and uh your personal
1: accounts you have some on facebook and instagram as well um are there any other socials or anything like that you wanted to shout out any websites or anything like that
0: um No, I think, I think that covers all the bases, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm not very tech savvy. So the more I stay away from like other things, like the easier my life is. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I got you. Well, uh, as for me, drop my channel follow
1: so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming services, as well as some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube, folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, tickle the notification bell, and don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Is Creation, at soundtheadinscreation.bandcamp.com. My new album, Boomer Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, is out now. Uh, my next guest... Uh, hopefully is tunic we're going to see if we can make that work uh it should be this wednesday the 22nd at uh, 7 p.m central for the live cast uh thanks for being here joel hope you had a good time
0: hey thanks a lot man i appreciate it
1: absolutely and thank you guys for watching and listening